Hello, everybody. This is Phil from SitRep Podcast. The team is back in Hull. We had a big gap last show, and hopefully we didn't uh, cause too much anxiety to our his wonderful historical guru himself. And so today, we're going to catch up on some news, some hobbying, and then we're going to talk about an interesting topic. Do people play war games for the game or for the hobby portion? And I'm talking mostly miniatures, but... It could also go for a war game creation. So sit back, relax, and let's get into this here very shortly. All right, so we're back. It's time to get into the depths of what is war gaming this show. So we're gonna start with the guy who wasn't here and let him catch up. What's going on, Jim? Hey, everybody, how you doing? Um. What's going on? Uh, uh, more of the usual. I uh, had a little bit of a vacation. Uh, we did some more wargaming at Das Creek House, home of South Florida Miniatures Gaming Club. Uh, it's sort of a chapter of Historical Miniatures Wargaming Society. And yeah, it came out uh, pretty good. Uh, had a battle with uh, 1st Battalion, 5th Marines, back on the island of Peleliu, 15 September 1944. So if you're familiar with uh, the HBO series, The Pacific, uh, pretty much we did episode six. Um, that's awesome. with, um, yeah, that's with my friend. Um, oh, no, I just told him my friend. No, I'm going to totally get his name right. Um, Mark Ritchie. Sorry about that. Uh, Mark Ritchie ran that game. It's his own, um, we're talking about designing your own games, his own uh, game system, Tactical Combat. Um, and yeah, those two videos uh, went up uh, during the past week, and that's been great. Other than that, uh, I've been failing epically with my first try at, uh, which I guess we'll get into when we get into the hobby uh, part of the show. Um, with uh, with 3D miniatures, uh, I'm not entirely sure I'm a fan, but we'll get back to that later. Um, I'm making it work, uh, but it'll, it'll be fine. And other than that, um, yeah, getting ready for uh, tomorrow's game. Uh, no spoilers. So, no spoilers. Tomorrow's game is going to be epic. Interesting. All right. Chris, what about you, bud? Uh, with me, it's like uh, every other time. I've done nothing. <laughs> Ooh, well, way to keep uh, 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 that. That's not, that's not true. Tell the, the, we, you actually have some big news, potentially. I, oh. I do have the uh, rotary attachment dialed in. Nice. For, for the laser, yes. Laser. Excellente. Excellent day. All right. Well, Marty. So uh, the uh, child moving out saga continues. Uh oh. I, I, I say that because uh, you know last week I was all, or last show I was all excited because we were getting ready to do that and I could set up the hawk. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. Right after the show is when they informed me that uh, oh none of her appliances uh, have arrived. So it's been pushed back two weeks. So there's that. Uh, so uh, uh, my hobby space is in a uh, state of flux because I have it half packed still and I have not done much there. However, knowing that we're going to be moving into a new space. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I have acquired some equipment and some stuff. You know, I got some shelves. Uh, I got the uh, I may have bought a new TV. Nice. <laughs> you know, got to be able to do that with the wall mount. You know, so uh I did. Uh, I did 
get a few things there to uh, get it set up, uh, as well as uh, not directly uh, historical related, but uh, last weekend I helped our friend Steve Herner, Holy Hammer uh, Herner, with his Holy Havoc uh, uh, Age of Sigmar tournament last weekend. So, oh, yeah? Yeah, well, you know, he needed uh, a strong back and a, and a weak mind, and, uh, well, I've got half of that, so... <laughs> Because my back is blown, but uh, uh, but you've got the whole weak mind. What are you talking about? Yeah, I own all that. There, there's definitely no no arguing it. But I but I uh, I did get to uh, help him out with uh, his tournament, which is kind of nice because uh, it's actually a charity event. They raised eight thousand uh, dollars, a little over eight thousand dollars for uh, Hesed House here in Aurora, which is a uh, uh, a homeless shelter, and then they offer uh, all sorts of social services for. Uh, Folks in need in the, the local area. So, awesome. So, how's your uh, how's your painting compared to what you saw there? Oh my god! Oh, oh, bro. So they do. Uh, you know, everybody shows up to this thing with a uh, you know fully painted armies and whatnot. And I would not wanted to have to judge that painting competition. First of all, Vince Venturella was there, so there there's that. Uh, but I mean, everybody everybody brought their A game. Everything looked good. There was no three color, and I'm throwing it on the table. Armies there, so it, it was pretty impressive. So you wouldn't have won any. Uh, oh no, I wouldn't no. have been an honorable mention at this place. No. <laughs> if if I got mentioned, it would have been mockingly, like ah, yeah, this guy, yeah, he's new, right? You know, you can buy brushes. <laughs> Quit finger painting your guys. <laughs> All right. How awesome. about you, Bill? You. You did a little well, something. So I, I put out the first video. So the saga of trying to adjust to not having all the resources and things I've had in the past uh, has come to haunt me. Um, I got the video done the way I wanted it to. And I was uh, final uh, finalizing the rendering. And my computer totally cracked out. And I lost the entire file. Couldn't get it back. Don't know <sighs> Uh, so I did another quick one and I used this Restream Studio, which is the software we're currently using. I like this. It seems pretty easy and we can do some fancy stuff on the fly. Like, Hey, buy merch. Um, so, you know, so I got a video out. It was a little rough, but I got there. Um, I'm looking at some other options as far as the, uh, you know, big gaming in little spaces, because there's a, a Believe it or not, did you know there's a supply issue? Just what? saying. No. So I, I might not you? get the minis in the time frame I'm I'm hoping I do. So I'm looking at alternatives. So I, I downloaded Tabletop Simulator again and trying to figure out how to use this beast. You know, to simulate a tabletop. Uh, I know Jim does a really good version on his own, um, but I'm just looking at different options in case for some reason the minis don't show up when they're supposed to. So. Um, other than that, you know, there's just some other things in the background, um, you know, just trying to get back into the swing of things. Um, but yeah, also just real quick, a shout out to Tuffy Ears, set got her t-shirt. Yay. So awesome. Was the prize winner in our last, uh, show. Uh, your mug should be there shortly as well. Um, so we shall see. All right. 
So I have, I have an alibi, because I, I, I don't think I mentioned this last time. And when you said small spaces, it reminded me of this. Uh-huh. So so I've got a little, little project that uh, that I'm going to start. And what I've decided to do is I am going to make uh, Wargaming into art, literally. Oh. Okay. I went to I went I went to Goodwill. I bought yeah. a big honking crappy picture, and I am going to cover said picture. I'm gonna pull the picture out of the out of the frame and I'm put a piece of MDF in there, and I'm gonna build a little, uh, not quite a two by three table, uh, on it. And then when I'm not using it, I'm literally going to hang it on the wall. So you need to make sure you either video that or do a photo vlog. Um, yeah, yeah. So people well, can see that. I need, I need, I need to be able to set up the hawk so I can get working on it. <laughs> I've, I've got the stuff. I got it. I'm, I'm ready. But like I said, my uh, my hobby space is uh, all blown up right now. So yep. yeah, uh, you you also can't operate the hawk without the logo for the door, which yeah. you've been promised yeah. now for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't done any work on that either, so I'm not going to throw any shade there. So. Oh. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we got a. Got to figure out something cool. Awesome. Oh, we can burn it once you figure it out. Yeah. Awesome. So, Jim, uh, Discord, has there been a lot of activity on the hobby page there? I actually haven't been on the Discord that much lately. Um, I've been, like, really busy with a bunch of other stuff. There's been some um, – some people have been working on Air War C21. I think LSR2590, uh, our friend Dylan, has some, has some work on there. Uh, Rasmus had an Infinity game on there. So, yeah, there's definitely been some. Okay. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, I've, I've been kind of MIA these last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's all right. I mean – Everybody needs some time off, and you know I got other things in the world going on. So I'm I'm trying to bring up the Discord page right now. Uh, hopefully it'll pop up quickly. My computer's running, so I I actually ordered a new laptop. So um, I'm just waiting on that to show up. Well, actually, I can. I mean, I don't know if I can display it, but I can. Yeah. Do you have the button that allows you to share the screen down there? Yeah, it should be next to the camera button, right? Yeah, there's a camera button next to it. There's a button with a little arrow up with a little, like, monitor screen. I see it. Just like yep. Skype or... Yep, yep. A bunch of other stuff. Yeah, all right, let me close cool. all the porn windows. Um, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, I'm just kidding. Um, in all seriousness, here we go with... Come on, share. I hope that isn't a subscription service. Oh, I might have expensive. to stop sharing, so let me stop sharing. No, I'm not sharing, so you should be able to share, Jim. It's literally not letting me. Uh, let me try again. Nope. nope. That button, button is grayed out. Yeah. yeah, it's grayed out for me, but if you click on it, does it highlight white when you click on it? No? Share system. Oh, nope. Window. Chrome tab. No, it's not letting me do anything. Oh. oh, okay. If I go to Chrome tab Discord, that's me. Okay. All right, so... Are we seeing my Discord? Uh, hold on, I'm going to bring it up right now. Sharing this tab with Studio Yeah! Hey! Hey, wow, this is fancy stuff. Oh, it's almost like I work for a tech company. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, here is Mark Ritchie that uh, we were talking about before. He ran that uh, tactical combat game in Pelilu. Um Yeah, he's been working on some wheel uh, transport here. Nice. What else is going on here? Uh, I'm just going to go through all the all the channels here super fast.
Yep. That's in announcements. That's not really where our hobby goes, but it's all good. Um, people are keeping us updated. Okay, in the war room. Rec room is pretty much just silly jokes. Oh, some technicals. Nice. There you go. Another brigade. But, uh, yeah, there's no actual hobby in this part. I'm still waiting for that um, that uh, shopping cart of death that we were talking about before, Marty. Yeah, who's oh, opening that? Uh, I got I got it from uh, from Chris at uh, uh, Modern Mini 3D. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was saying Dylan's been in here. Um, Rasmus has been working on Infinity. I've been uh, working on my Magox. We'll talk about that later. And um, yeah. Oh wait wait wait. Um, oh Jocko is uh, like I said. I've been working on some Air Wars C21. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if he's actually doing it in one to three hundred or one to six hundred, or if he's doing it virtually like we've done it before. Mm-hmm. But he is getting the materials ready. Oh yeah, there are his miniatures right there. Those look like one to three hundreds. Nice. Um, yeah. They're so small. Yeah, they're actually pretty big for that game. Usually, a lot of people play that game in one to six hundred. Yeah. But that's uh, what's been going on in Discord lately. Interesting. All right. I'll turn that screen off. All right, Marty. So I, I, I do have my, my shopping cart of doom. No, oh, nice. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Love that little guy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Jim, you got something in your background that's clicking. Because when I mute that's you, we don't hear it anymore. So I'm not sure what it is. I don't know. Maybe you got a fan on or something. It's, it's not too bad. I don't hear it now. Oh, you're both muted. Okay. Muted myself, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, there's nothing on over here. I turned off my fan, so sorry about that. That's okay. No problem. All right, Marty. Uh, it's news time. I still have to get your news stuff uploaded into this, but why don't you just take us right into the news? Uh, you know, I would accept a uh, live rendition from you uh, if you wanted. Uh, okay, no, mind. you don't. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Okay, so uh, a couple of news items. Hold on a sec. <clears throat> there we go. All right. Uh, first one, uh, Spectre uh, has uh, released a couple of uh, new squads. Spectre Man. Uh-huh. And uh, it's their local forces. And th- these guys are uh, modern dudes that are uh, kind of designed to be uh, generic, if you will, at like everyday uh, kind of uh, modern Western uh, uh, National Armed Forces. Uh could be Europe, could be South American, you know, depending on how you paint them up. But uh, there's all sorts of uh, different options there. Got you know, it. So you can uh, you can use them uh, uh, as uh, as great filler dudes. Like if you need, you know, if you're trying to put together a platoon and you've got uh, some really nice, uh, you know, uh, like veteran uh, dudes that uh, you want, uh, you know, as as your leaders and your key players, but you need some more miniatures. These are uh, some great ways to fill them out as troops. Nice. And of course, if, if you're going to have your grunts, you got to have your support guys. So they've got a, a support squad as well. Uh, the support squad's uh, pretty cool. So they've got, let's see, they got a dude with an AT4. Uh, they got a dude with the NLOP. They got uh, an RPK. RPK. They've got a PKM. Uh, and then, uh, of course, 
you know, what uh, what good is it to, to have a support squad if you don't have a sniper? And they've got a uh, suppressed M8250 Kale with thermals on it uh, to, you know, support your little guys there. So and it looks like an M60 by the one guy. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Interesting. But, uh, again, some good-looking dudes. You can kind of fill out your guys and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, be able to uh, uh, support uh, your your uh, average infantry soldier there. Uh, next little items from Black Sight Studio. Chris, you should be excited. The, this is terrain that comes pre-painted. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear my wife laughing downstairs. <laughs> so uh, they've got uh, they've got several items in here. Uh, Firehouse number eight. You know, which look is, familiar, uh, anyone from a certain uh, movie? I was gonna say uh, it is particularly time timely, being uh, you know Halloween weekend essentially. Uh, yeah. They, but uh, Firehouse Number Eight may resemble something you saw in Ghostbusters. It even <laughs> says a special Halloween release. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, uh, and again, all you, you know, it comes as a kit. It's pre-painted. All you have to do is assemble it, slap it on your table, and get after it. Uh, there's Perfect. also the uh, uh, Sundown Drive-In Cinema. So, uh, you know, if you want to set it up there, that may be uh, uh, a modern uh, uh, option for you. You could use it post-apocalyptic uh, scenarios. So, uh, you know, you've got the option to, to set that up. You know, particularly if, you, uh, if you're a guy that has a bunch of, like, uh, civilian vehicles that you want to uh, showcase and display... What better place than a drive-in? Right. Uh, let's see. Next and you can up. actually put a tablet in the screen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can. Uh, you can put a tablet in there and actually run a movie uh, if you wanted to. So you know, fire up Netflix, put it in there, and you can have your little dudes uh, at the movies. Very you nice. Have to, you have to show the uh, scene from uh, Twister. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, uh, let's see, next up is the Keaton Residence. So, uh, again, this is uh, another uh, pre-painted uh, kit that you assemble. So uh, you could use this uh, style house in a variety of uh, uh, different uh, genres there. But it gives you a, a nice uh, kind of upscale uh, old-school uh, residence. Yeah. And, uh, as you can see, the inside, fully playable. So Yeah. Cool I tell you there. what, Black Sight Studio has definitely come a long way since you, you know we first met them. Back I, I, I was gonna say, do you do you remember back in back in the day when they were sponsoring us and they uh uh I what that was probably yes uh, tough years the Psycho House yes <laughs> that, that was uh uh oh what right when we started four years ago five years ago yeah well it was uh, we, uh last Adepticon we were at so that was what twenty eighteen. 2019? 19. Yeah. Three years ago. You know, their their line has expanded so much. They have uh, uh, moved into a new place. Uh, they've yeah. had to upgrade their, their manufacturing uh, space and capability. Those, they're just, they're killing it. So, you know, my, my best to those dudes. Yep. Hey, uh, another thing with the uh, Keat residence is, uh, for those of you who could play it off, because uh, you have daughters that you bought them a Dow house. That's why you bought it. Uh, yeah. All right, you got one more. 
Uh, I've got two more. Two uh, more. The, the target compound, uh, uh-huh. as they refer to it. And uh, uh, if you don't recognize it exactly in that configuration, uh, this is the uh, compound where uh, Osama bin Laden got shot in the face. Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, the, they had to take some liberties because otherwise it would be a huge set. Now you can buy additional. You can uh, all. That's a bundle. So it's the uh, the building, the outbuilding, the walls, all of that jazz. But you can yep. buy each of those individually as well. So if you buy more, uh, particularly uh, compound walls, you can make it big enough. But but you'll need more to to do that. Yeah. But again, but again, uh, fully fully playable. Uh, oh, look at the mini! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a little, right. something, something there. I might have to order that. I don't know what the hell I put it, but I got to order that. I meant just for the mini, right? And then just, uh, have it, our, just have it shipped here. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll take care of it. Don, don't we got to ship a, a new compound to Chris's house so I can get the really cool mini. Okay. She said, "Wait." She shook her head. Yes. I mean, the good news <laughs> is you don't have to worry about Chris painting it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. All right. <laughs> so, what else they got? Uh, one more. They they have their uh, Afghan compound bundle. So all right, hold on a minute. Let me adjust the screen back. Get out of here, you! Yeah, hit hit the back button there and uh, go to the the next one. Yep. Edd. All right. Afghan compound. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know, that again, for the, for those of us that are uh, playing moderns and we're in, uh, you know, that uh, that Afghan environment, this is a pretty nice uh, clock compound uh, setup. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and the, the guys do a great job of uh, uh, fleshing it out there on their table. There's a boatload of stuff that comes with it. You can put it in a bunch of different configurations if you want. It's all modular. Yeah. So, I thought well, that was some cool stuff. To- it is very cool. So, real quick, you know, regarding Black Side Studios, they've really kind of taken up the helm from foreground. You know, foreground yeah. shut down, right? And these guys have stepped up, and you know, one, it's nice to see uh, somebody on this side of the ocean. Um, you know, but I, I mean, I will always be a forever fan of Ben and Cad. Uh, you know the the father and son team behind foreground so but this is nice to see we have this as an option for gamers so that's yep the, and and that's coming out of uh waco texas yep all right what's next sir all right so next up uh, just a quick little blurb uh from our good friend forrest over at knuckle duster uh-huh. uh you know so uh, we talked about uh, his his new releases and what he had coming up on, on the last show so i'm not gonna uh go over all of that again uh if you're interested uh, head on over to knuckleduster.com, but uh, pretty soon we're gonna see knuckleduster.com uh, completely redesigned. Oh, uh, he he is. Uh, if you've been on the web page, it's kind of you know it can be kind of clunky. Uh, it doesn't do everything uh, while uh, that he wants it to do. So yeah. uh, he is uh, redoing it. Uh, he's gonna use the Shopify platform. That'll also give him some more options on the on the back end for you know making his life a little easier uh, with fulfillment and ordering and all that jazz. Uh, and uh, as as he said, uh, you know, as I go through this, I, I'm finding more and more uh, uh, more and more stuff 
uh, that I need to change or update or whatever. So sure, uh, that's an ongoing project from our good friend Forrest over at uh, at Knuckle Duster. So uh, keep a lookout for that. Uh, yeah. If you're on Facebook, follow him there. He is yeah. really good about uh, making announcements uh, and uh, just you know giving all sorts of little blurbs and background information uh, there. So yeah, check check him out. As well as a uh, friend of the show and local to uh, me and Chris. By local, I mean he's uh, he's about 90 miles south of us uh, in Bloomington, Illinois. So there you go. Yeah. All and right. Then, and go then for the it. final little. The final little blurb is from uh, uh, Black Powder Red Earth. Yeah. Uh, and these are uh, uh, just a couple of posts that uh, I wanted to kind of highlight uh, for uh, off their Facebook page. So uh, they have some new uh, Recky Raider minis coming out. And uh, I don't know what deal uh, uh, John Chang pulled off, but he has Sam Lenz painting his display miniatures. And those yeah. things look amazing, you know. And you know, uh, if you're familiar with Sam Lenz, he does more fantasy Warhammer that type of stuff. So you know, having uh, having a guy like that that is actually uh, you know painting our modern miniatures, uh, I think is a, a nice crossover and maybe uh, a way to uh, bring more people to modern miniature wargaming because the majority of his crowd is not into that. That's not their their gaming system or their genre. So yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited to uh, see that uh, Sam's involved and he's doing that. Uh, uh, and he's, you know, I mean, he posted on his Instagram. It's all over uh, uh, all of his social media stuff, as well as John uh, and uh, the uh, rest of the Black Powder Red Earth crew uh, shared on theirs. Uh, they've got a little video that he talks about what it is. One of the things about, uh, about the miniatures that these guys make, uh, they are very specific on their gear and equipment. Yep. You know, ev everything you see on those miniatures is an actual piece of equipment that is, you know, is a you know reproduction of an actual piece of equipment that is manufactured. I mean, down to the pouches. He'll tell you what, you know, uh, this is a cry precision uh, chest rig. You know, this belt came from uh, this person. You know, the uh, the weapon system is this, but the suppressor is that. You know, all I mean. You know, he talks about that a little bit in his video that uh, is on his Facebook, John Chang's uh, or Black Powder Red Earth's uh, Instagram and uh, uh, Facebook. So I, I think that's really cool. You know, being being a geek, being, you know, having uh, gotten into uh, using some of that equipment in the military, as well as I do some of that on the civilian side. You know, I think that it's uh, that's really cool that this guy gets down to that level of detail. Yeah. Uh, also, he gives uh, you the uh, NSNs for uh, what products are. He could. I mean, he gives you enough, <laughs> enough information. You know, literally, if you wanted to buy a, a loadout to match this, uh, you could. Uh, you know, uh, the uh, Black Powder Red Earth guys uh, are pretty diverse in their offering. And when I say that, you know, they start. You know, it's a graphic novel uh, company, and their graphic novels are awesome. So if you're into that, by all means, uh, go check yep. it out. He's got a boatload of them now. Uh, and if you, uh, uh, you know, pro tip, if, if you don't want to pay full boat for a, uh, a tape uh, for a uh, a book, which by the way, most of those books are like, you know, coffee table quality books. Uh, you can join their Patreon and get a uh, PDF version as well. I don't remember what the uh, cost of the Patreon or the books are in PDF, but 
it's available there. Go check it out if that's uh, if that's your jam. You know, yeah. They also they also make stickers and you know books and uh, patches and all this jazz, uh, as well as uh, uh, I think it was with uh, BCM. Uh, they made a uh, black powder red earth rifle. Like oh you know, really? Like pew pew shoot you in the face rifle. <laughs> so, ah. so, <laughs> you know and uh, uh, there's a, a BPRE. Uh, Airsoft group uh, on Facebook, I believe, uh, if I remember correctly. So, you know, uh, uh, a huge depth to their their product line, if you will. Interesting. Uh, All right. Anything else, sir? Uh, one other quick blurb. One other note uh, from Black Powder uh, posted a couple days ago. Uh-huh. Uh So he's teasing something. They've got their Crisis Troop Scorch close combat kill team uh, in their natural environment. He says. Uh, that uh, Black Powder Redder 28 millimeter phase line uh, is coming in November, mm-hmm. and that that's going to include six new classes and 24 new sculpts. Interesting. So he hasn't teased all, he hasn't shown all that yet, but uh, you know they have really high quality miniatures. Uh, so yeah. I, I'm uh, interested to see what those look like. Yeah. And that, my friend, is the news. I have one more thing to add to the news uh, from our friend, Kirk Stevens. Uh, He is the man behind Mentor Building Authority. They have another Kickstarter going right now for some more uh, Middle Eastern uh, buildings. So if you check out, they have six days to go. They they passed their pledge. They have a low pledge limit of 5,000. They're at 10, so they've doubled it. Uh, But the buildings are very nice. They come pre-painted and all that. Um, People... The biggest concern I hear from people regarding this stuff is that it's quite expensive. Um, but when you look at what you get for the price, it's resin, it's painted, it comes with the decoration. So like this piece right here in the Kickstarter is $25. That's not bad for a resin piece with with the rugs and all that stuff right there. Um, you just got to remember, this is stuff you don't have to put together, Chris. You don't have to paint it, Chris. Um, you know, You don't have to do any of that. You just put it on the table and go play. So, yeah, hundred percent. So you know, a little now, money, you extra to, money. I was gonna say now, uh, if you do want to buy like the the whole, you know, the all in thing. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of pricey. It's a thousand dollars, but the the entire but, town is a thousand dollars. But but you can literally fill the table with it. Yeah, a bit, you know, a, a real size table. Exactly. Exactly. So. Uh, check out that. Uh, $4,000. Can you guys buy. see the chat? Are you guys able to see when people post stuff in the chat? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I've been so, seeing the chat and replying to people. Yeah, I see that, Jim. So uh, one thing before I forget, Bill, what have you done to the ducks today? The ducks? What ducks? Oh, do you hear Dawn's bird in the background? That's that's Dawn's uh, cockatoo in the background. That's Holly. She, she likes to quack like that. Um, Paul B., I've been trying to reach you. You won the prize as the random draw from last show, so we want to send you a T-shirt and a mug as well uh, for your comment and participating in our thing. So, uh, Oh, yeah. Hey, Paul's in there. Yeah. Oh, yay. All right. So that, there's that. Um, it's good to see some familiar faces. Saw Rasmus has checked in. And yeah. wardrobe is checked in, and of course, our ball and puppy ears. Um, 
you know, two of our longtime subscribers. We're still growing. Jim, have you been keeping up on the numbers? I know you've been away, but uh, we're up to like uh, 1,040 subscribers now. So uh, it's good to see some growth. So. It, it's it's kind of weird when uh, when I go to the page and it says uh, uh, one point something, you know, uh, K instead of, you know, you have 32 subscribers. <laughs> like, we got over a thousand. Oh, that warms the cockles of my heart. Right? Oh, yeah. 1.04. Yeah. Once you get past a thousand, it only, oh, am I still muted? No. Oh, once, you over, once you get over a thousand, it only tracks by tens. So, yeah, we're probably at 1,040. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. All right. Jim. Do you have any, uh, I know you covered some stuff in the news. Do you have any project updates or other things that you'd like to talk about right now? Um, I've got no projects on the books. Okay. Outside but, of uh, tomorrow's game. And then after that, uh, it's going to be, you know, week to week for a while. Okay. All right. So, all right, let's just catch up on some more uh, math funding games. Um, Bye. All right. Thanksgiving, so, we sometimes do something. I don't know if I'm going to, but the, uh, Thanksgiving, we sometimes do something related to Chosen Reservoir. Uh-huh. Um, like the usual, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, we, we've done it a couple times already, so. Yeah. Um, Jim, yeah. it might be time for you and I to do a Sunday game. So, and you know, the other thing is, is you're literally maybe two hours from me now. There's no reason we can't get some stuff on the tabletop and actually play a real game. Yeah. Okay, can't you know, argue with that. Yeah. All right. So look, anybody else have any last minute ideas or topics before we hit the meat of the show? No, no? bring it. Let's do All this. Right. Okay. So the meat of the show or the topic of today's show is war gamers. Do they do it for the hobby or the game? Uh, this came to me when I been doing my research for my little video series I'm doing on big battles in small spaces using micro scale and looking back and all the stuff I'm missing because you know I don't have my workspace anymore I don't have the hobby room I don't have the studio and it, it, it made me think about something which was did I spend more time hobbying or playing and what did I enjoy more so Personally, I spent a ton more time hobbying. Uh, so that in itself, you know, if you go off of just time investment, you know, that leads to that argument. But I do enjoy painting and stuff. You know, it's kind of like, you know, um, it's how I down relax, I guess you could say. Uh, right. But then you want to put the pedal to the metal and you want to use what you worked on in, in real world some people just i want to paint i'll do scenery and it sits on a shelf and it looks great and i'm perfectly happy with that other people want to play games so uh so test message hello jupiter mark gamer hello um so before i get really in depth on my part That's anybody want to kick it off What do you say, Marty? Well, uh, I think I'm probably in a very similar situation to, to you. Uh, I First of all, I really enjoy painting. I enjoy building terrain and uh, painting it. Uh, I like the hobby aspect. I'm very much into that. Uh, yeah. But 
I, I also want to put them little dudes down and, uh, you know, be able to uh, uh, push them around the table and, you know, fight, fight my battles, uh, so to speak. But uh, which which is part of the reason why I got into solo wargaming uh, a little bit, because, it, you know, tur- turns out I've got the stuff and it it's easy to schedule me to play me versus having to take all my stuff uh, somewhere to uh, go play someone else. And then on their schedule, that, 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 you know, all of the, just the logistical side of it, if you will. Right. Um, I, I certainly spend much more time with the, doing the hobby portion than I do the gaming portion. Uh, but I do want to, you know, the, the goal of this is to actually get them on the table. I just, you know, I'm not, as anyone will tell you, I'm not a display painter. So <laughs> if we're not displaying them, we better be playing with them, right? <laughs> but, you know, that also leads to the thing, the more you do it, the better you get at it. If you look at, everybody knows who Ingol Haraldes is, right? Yeah. If you look at his very first miniature he ever painted, not to what he paints now, it's like two different people completely. Um, and he learned just by doing, you know, practice, practice more and more and just keeping at it. I'm not saying that we're all going to be at his level, but, um, you know, honestly, the more you do it, the better it is. So, but yeah, you're, you're not going to get, you're not going to get better at it unless you put some mileage on the brush. So, yeah. you, know, it, you know, that's, yeah, you have to do it. And, you know, that's one of the traps I think that people kind of fall into is they're like, Hey, well, you know, I'm, I'm watching this YouTube video and I'm going to learn a new technique. No, you're going to see a new technique until you actually do it. Yeah. It, it's it's just you being uh, entertained uh, and receiving some information. Because as it turns out, in practicality, you know, you, you see this technique and then you try it and you're like, wait a minute, didn't I do what that person did? Why, why didn't this have the same effect? And then you got to figure that stuff out, you know, because as it turns out, oh, I used a different brand of paint or a different brush or, you know, he he said two drops of thinner in there and uh, he must have bigger drops or something. You know, yeah. there's always there's always stuff to, to work out. But you you uh, you find that out through kind of through trial and error. You yeah. Know, OK, now I've, I've gotten rolling on it. Let's go do it. Yeah. Hey, before I forget, uh, just a sidebar note. So, you know, I, I was telling you guys, I, I was researching Tabletop Simulator, which is you download from Steam. You know, Steam has a platform right. that you can play PC games, you know, uh, through their service. There's a great uh, Stalingrad DLC you can find on Steam. Yes, there is. You, you could get the Valen. How would you, you know about that, Red. Jim? Yeah, I have no idea. You know, <laughs> I mean. It, you know, in all seriousness, they've come out with other, with other DLCs since then. So if you're Yeah, they came out with Arnhem. So. Arnhem, and before that, uh, Cherkasi Pocket, or Chamno, if you prefer. So yeah. more Eastern Front, more Western Front. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, guys, if you have not checked out Valor and Victory, and if you're a fan of, what would you say, Jim, a light version of Squad Leader, Advanced Squad Leader? Yeah, the, the, the uh, double-ended joke is, if you're an Advanced Squad Leader player, Valor and Victory is Advanced Squad Leader for dummies. <laughs> If you're a Valor and Victory player, you say Valor and Victory is advanced squad leader for people who have a life or a job uh-huh. or anything else. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so pick your poison. I definitely prefer Valor and Victory. It, it is a lot of fun. I enjoy it. And Jim's won me over on playing it. You know, I didn't really know much about it until doing some stuff with Jim as far as playing a game or two. And it, it does 
take a lot of the headaches of advanced squad leader away so you can actually play the game without you know referencing this referencing that oh is this it this? does no. round off a lot of corners yeah. uh, especially when it comes to urban combat but you can actually convince people to play once in a while so. yeah so uh it says Don hey don has commented what right Hi guys, Thank I won't you, leave Chris on the hill alone. I'm definitely into the gaming part over the hobby part, though I do like putting terrain together. That is true. She does like, she's one of those people, you give her a, a stack of MDF terrain, you know, all the little things you got to punch out for like windows and stuff. She'll sit there all day and just do that. She enjoys yeah. doing that kind of stuff. When it comes to the game over the hobby, Don, I, it hasn't come around to me yet. Relax. No, nobody's, nobody's <laughs> alone yet. So, I game uh, with people oh, on three continents every single week. Don't worry about yeah. it. So um, what I was trying to, what I was getting back to was on Steam, you know, under Tabletop Simulator, there's a thing called Workshop, and that's where people post user content. Um, you know, different games. You know, you, like you can play. There's a whole bunch of 40k, so you can play 40k virtually, and you know, all kinds of different battle uh, battle spaces on there, Marty. Yep. And did you see what they use for their intro video and how to play? Uh, no. I, our I video is, is, is it our ours? video is on Steam. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, if you go to the state, let me see if I can bring it up. I don't know if I can bring it up, but uh, let me see if I can bring it up real quick. That's a nice uh, feeling, isn't it, Marty? When, when, yeah. When, when you're when all of a sudden you're uh, you're Steam famous. Yeah, right. Steam yeah. famous. There you go. So, so I, I was uh, uh, I'm on the Battle Space uh, Facebook group and. Uh, some new player got in there and uh, was uh, uh, like, "Hey, is there a is there a, a how to play or whatever?" And uh, I po I posted uh, uh, Robert's first uh, Robert Salter is the guy that from Table Salt Design that uh, made the game. I posted uh -huh. his how to play video because, well, I mean, he's the game designer, right? Yeah, right. Somebody somebody else linked to ours. Nice. <laughs> like. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So basically, what that tells me is that you know somebody's recognizing us as. Um, well, let me see if I can. Apparently, we here. provide something of value. Yes. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> All right. So it, it tells it tells me that I might need to film some more of that. That that's what I'm hearing. Exactly. Amunda. All right. So you go to Steam. And you go into workshops. And if you go to battle space, because there's several pages. Oops, wrong, wrong game. I almost put battle group, Jim. That was also a correct answer. <laughs> so here is the page for battle space. And it's the official battle space upload from uh, Robert. And right here, my friends, yeah, is right. us. That's a Look great table. Who who made that? Right. <laughs> which, which currently is all in boxes because I'm getting ready to move from one room to another. So yeah, here we are. There we are, official. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there you go, Jim. The floor is yours, sir. Let us hear uh, your opinion from the designer of games, the designer of terrain. 
Um, a couple things. Number one, uh, to what you guys were talking about before, you know, like looking at people's other other people's work. Um, that's where you get your ideas and your inspiration from. But the only like, this is going to sound a little cliche, but it's true, really. I mean, it's a cliche for a reason. Uh, the only person you should ever compare yourself against is is yourself. Um, I've still got my my first Mark IVs. I mean, we kid around. Oh, you know, there's these things called paintbrushes. I'm actually not kidding. My first Mark IVs were painted. They're old, but Axis and Allies used to make a 15 millimeter hybrid hex and miniatures again. I had some of those. I wanted to turn my Mark IV Ds into Mark IV Hs. So I cut like poster board and uh, mat board shirts and stopped them on the side, put a finishing nail into the uh, the gun mantlet to turn the short barrel 75 into a long barrel 75 and painted it with a Q-tip because um, I didn't even have brushes at the time. I still have those miniatures. I still use them sometimes. And then, of yeah. course, I've got the stuff I paint now, which is um, a lot better. So, yeah, once in a while, you compare your old stuff to your new stuff. And as long as B is greater than A, you're heading in the right direction. Um, don't look at some, you know, top-level, you know, badass painter and say, and get discouraged. You know, just get the, your ideas from there. But as far as how you're tracking your progress, as long as you beat yourself, you're fine. Well, that didn't sound right. Um, as long as you're better than you were yesterday, you're fine. Yeah, let's go with that. I like that. Yeah, one thank you. Thank you. <laughs> as long as you're better than you were yesterday, you're fine. Um, and and that's how you get better. No, it is. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. You you literally have to. If it's if you ever paint, that's why I'm a little frustrated with these Magox I'm working on now, because they're not going to be better than my last miniatures. Um, I can tell you that already. And if, if, you, uh, if, if you don't, if you're not better than you were the last time, uh, you're, 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 you're doing something wrong. And yeah, with these Magox, I'm, I, I did something wrong. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I'll, I'll save them. I'm working on them. But uh, yeah, and then when you do hit a little stumbling block like that, just don't you know get discouraged. And as far as game versus hobby goes, I mean, you guys know me. I'm, I'm 80%, if not 90% game. Right. Um, I, I love to paint miniatures. Um, I've got like 1,215 millimeter miniatures uh, in my case, and the case is overflowing. I've got uh, several 20 millimeter armies. I've got thousands of completed painted miniatures. My lid mountain is never more than five vehicles at a time. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in you know just buying a bunch of boxes and sticking them up on my shelf and say that's my hobby. Um, I, if I can't find it, I'll build it. So I mean, I I do like uh, miniatures, but at the same time. Um, so I did like painting miniatures, but now that I've got most of the stuff that I'm really interested in already built, um, like between 20, like I first joined uh, on, well, back then it was on tabletop. I first joined them in March of 2014 and between March of 2014 and like the end of 2016, I, I, I built like literally three or 4,000 miniatures. And then since then I've built like maybe a hundred. Um, it's fallen off drastically because I'm done with most of the stuff I need to play the games that I'm interested in. Once in a while, I'll build a new army. We're all filling a gap in an existing army, but yeah, ninety percent, not ninety percent game. To be fair, yeah, that's also a big thing with hex encounters. I mean, with hex encounters, I mean, I'm not saying that there's no hobby. I still have to make all the maps in Photoshop. I still have to design the counters. There's a whole bunch of Facebook groups um, where you know people are sharing different ideas about how they build their their counters for different games or games they design themselves, and um, we work on those. We build those. So there is, there is, you know, you, you don't have. To, there is such a way to paint virtually. Uh, I, I paint. I virtually paint miniatures all the time. 
uh, tune in tomorrow to see a bunch of badass miniatures, virtual miniatures or whatever, that are painted in Photoshop. Um, but at the same time, uh, for me, yeah, it's mostly 90%, 90% game. Yeah. It, you know, it, for me, I, I'm almost to a point where Jim has won me over on virtual gaming, where you can do, you know, because as you all know, I, I have extremely limited space to game with. Um, whereas, you know, I could do it virtually and I can play any game I want on any size table I want or grid, whatever platform. Yeah. Well, you were talking about gaming in small sizes? Yeah. How's that for a small size? That's about 50 <laughs> in there. About 400, 400 maps. I'm just All saying. Right. All right, Jim wins. <laughs> He's got that one nailed. Yeah. So, um, so there's that, but I still miss the painting and, you know, whatever. So what I'm thinking of doing, oh, Rubicon Models has thinking. me, I know, Rubicon Models has me so interested in those Vietnam lines that they're producing. I might just get a couple and do small vignettes, you know, little dioramas. Yep. Um, and, um, and they make some great stuff. Together. They'd be good for it. Yeah. So I'm thinking about doing that because, you know, if I can get either to the point where I, I get this tabletop simulator thing down to the point where I can create, my, you know, any game that we want um, or Jim shows me the wondrous magic behind the curtain so I can do it virtually the way he does it, um, you know, so we can play games that way, too, because to be honest with you. And everybody sitting here at the cameras will can attest to the fact that trying to record, edit, and make a good, good, not just throw it up on the internet, but good video on gameplay with miniatures on a table is a pain in the yeah. ass. Right? Yeah, it's, it's work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Right, Jim? That last uh, live stream you did where you were trying to get the camera angles and, you know, move your miniatures and then remember the rules and... You know, yeah, you're doing it pretty much game. solo, and I was totally solo. Yeah, that Sabo yeah. Island game was 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 pretty rough. Um, when Mark ran his um, uh, uh, Pelulu game, that was a little bit easier. Uh, I played that game. Um, I think when you guys were recording the last episode, I was actually uh, down in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Uh, played the game, recorded little bits of it, and then it get, it gets easier uh, as you. Uh, it never gets easy. It gets less hellish, I guess I should say. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was edited, music put together, special effects, jokes, sound bites, the whole nine yards. That was that was ready to go by like 8 p.m. that night. Yeah. But that's only like a 15 minute. That was like a 10, 15 minute video. Um, I think a lot of people try to record too much. Um, they try yes. to record the whole thing, and that never yeah. works. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, I learned that uh, yeah. the hard way. <laughs> yeah, you wind up with like a, a, a 300 gig file or something. It's like, nope, that's not gonna work. Um. And I just, I literally, like, Mark saw me do it. I, I was, you know, playing a turn, taking my turn, throwing some dice, taking some photographs, or not photographs, taking some video, and then I had my little um, Marine Corps journal here, and then I'd write down time code. You know, I have two minutes, I have one minute 30, and I have 45 seconds, and then you add it all up at the bottom. When you get to, again, this is just practice. You, 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 yeah. you want to make a 15-minute video, you want that plus 50%. You want 22.50 at least, or 22.30 at least of actual footage. And it's also just building up assets. The more assets you build up, the easier it gets. I mean, just more yeah. plug and play. 
yeah. um, logos, title screens, so on and so forth, music licenses that don't get copyright claimed and <laughs> um, it's, it's not easy um, but there are some it's not cheap I've, I've got at least a thousand bucks worth of um, music we use uh, for this kind of stuff so it's it's not cheap not all yeah. at once like you build it up over yeah. time exactly. um, uh, but yeah but um, yeah I, I totally agree with what you're saying Bill I mean yes Totally a miniatures game. I'm totally a virtual a gamer now. Even when I wasn't a virtual, a virtual gamer, I was mostly Hex Encounters. Um, I did sort of become like a hybrid gamer. And no matter how hard you get into or how easy it is, because God bless it's that easy. Every time I go into my hobby drawer and I start to pull out brushes, physical paints, or I go to set up a table, I'm like, why am I doing this? I, I, the time it takes me to set up this table, I could have played it three times with people on two different continents, had video cut together and be done with it just how long it takes yeah. how long it takes to set up the table but at the same time uh, like i said I, you go down to play um uh Pelilu with uh, fifth marines uh with mark who had eight players by the way so wow that was that, that was another thing that was yeah well that's all in the video uh, that, that's another thing if you're going to record a video don't be don't be running the game yeah that is true yeah yeah so mark was running the game he wasn't playing in the game he had two teams of four I was one of four Marine Corps players, and uh, I mean, I was playing, but with eight players, you're only playing like some of the time. Yeah. So it was a perfect storm. Um, I wasn't running the game. It was a fantastic table, great miniatures, great background, great system, great crowd, and I was only playing like one eighth of the time. So that means that I had plenty of time to uh, to shoot video, and it doesn't take much. I mean, the iPhones they have today, um, audio is always a pain in the ass, but um, the video is easy. The yeah. Today's iPhone yeah. is shit. I mean, you don't need a, like a DSLR or anything else like that. You just shoot it on your friggin' phone. And yeah. I, I, it's hundred true. I mean, the, the new iPhone, we got, what, the 13s? And, and the video's incredible. You can literally shoot it. And what Jim said, I, I think, needs to be highlighted. If you're creating the video, you should not be playing the video. There is no way you can play and do a good job and create a video and do a good job uh, you know like it, you know how we had the studio set up at my old house you had a control panel with you know the the uh the uh audio control panel you had the video switchers you had the video recorders you had the uploader you know it takes one person to be able to switch cameras so sometimes we had a minimum of three cameras going and sometimes up to four um there's no way you can switch scenes and, and do the game and make it look good. You know, God forbid, I will never go back to the old way where you just had four cameras running, you all had them recording, you had synced them by clapping, then you take all that video footage, you take it into Premiere Pro or whatever you're using, and then you sync them all up, and then you're watching the video and cutting, you know, editing each camera. Well, if you have, uh, like, 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 the NBC uh, or, like, like, ABC Sports News van outside your house, like the big trailer, yeah, they right. shoot, you know, WWE uh, footage <laughs> or NFL footage, I mean, yeah. okay, if you've got a 20-person team and god-awful yeah. technology and computers, maybe. But for consumer level of desktop publishing, hell no, man. You're going yeah. to melt your machine, if nothing else. Yeah, well, yeah. And, you know. Chris has done that uh, a little bit too when we had it set up over at uh, his place. So, you know, he 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 was he was the producer while I was uh, fumbling through whatever I was trying to create as content. Uh, but you know, he's he's trying to to run everything in the the background. You know, because there's no way I I would 
be able to effectively do it and you know be the content creator at that point regardless of you know whether i'm building something playing a game whatever yeah it's it's you know back in the day when we first joined up with beast of war it was oh i can do it all you know and we literally did it all but um you know i'm going to show you one of our old studio setups here so here's a picture this is two houses ago this is was our studio back then um you know so here's your background you all your um background you got your soundproofing so you know that was the stage the stage that's where the games were played uh, that's nothing those are some of the cameras we used you know and then you start getting into the control panel so here's mac mac and another you know that's the t behind here so you had one that's the switcher control this one was the audio controls which you know goes into here's your different screen so that's your preview that's your recording and then these are all the cameras so we could literally have up to eight sources coming in and then it went all into this box so you got your recorder and switcher and live streamer and then the audio here which is now at chris's house so uh to set up this new studio but yeah that's literally what we were using i i could do live video you know sports just as jim says it's the exact same stuff it's all black magic studio stuff uh so that's you know the high end so that's like the audio uh sound the soundboard so um but yeah so that was the equipment so tell me how you're going to run that equipment because you could run it from a, a steam deck uh but or stream deck um but there's no way you can play a game and run all that stuff and make a good video. So it's gonna say it's tough though. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chris, oh, you've been off the quiet. No, go ahead, Jim. You, Finish the cut. I was just all 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 those uh go for games. Yeah. That was that, 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 that was my studio. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I did have a laptop with some editing software afterwards, but to do that shit live, that's that's rough. Yeah. That's that's rough. Yeah. So all right, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry, Jim. Go ahead. Impossible, but rough. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Chris, you've been awfully quiet. I'm just listening. I know, but you do Not a lot more on the hobbying side than the game playing, painting side. You're kind of the guy behind the machine, if you will. So, you know, one of the things we have to talk about is terms. So, if it's just down between the two choices of hobby or gaming hobby could be a number of things setting up the, the background printing you know doing the 3d printing doing yeah. the laser doing all of that fun stuff i i like to build train i like to build things you know take a yeah. look at the laser um just the painting part doesn't relax me yeah um and, and it doesn't I, I i i've tried trust me i've tried tried different medicines Right, scotch, and that really does not help my painting. Um, does help your attitude, though. It, well, it does. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. <laughs> Fuck, I don't care. His face is purple, but whatever. Um, but, you know, there's actually a third part. The thing that I like the most is, I would say, the gaming, but it's not the gaming, it's the camaraderie. Mm, the social you know? aspect. The social aspect, you know, getting together and having fun. I, I don't care if we get together and play, you know, war with, you know, three decks of cards. 
you know, we're, we're getting together. That's yeah. what I enjoy. Yeah. You know, uh, actually, today is my anniversary, my two-year anniversary from re- being retired from the military. Yay! And, yay! And, uh, you know, this stuff is kind of like the military. I I like the people. Oh, flag, you know? flag, on the, flag on the play. <laughs> don't, don't, you, don't, don't you say that about our hobby. <laughs> There's aspects of this that are a pain in the ass. Whether it's Sitting True. for four hours on a green ramp, waiting for a flight because the Air Force is just that ain't the Air Force. The Air Force. Yeah, yeah. Um, or if it's trying to get the right consistency, why do I keep getting that shit stuck to the tip of my airbrush? You know, I oh, thank God he to... said airbrush. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree a hundred percent when it comes to anything spray, and when it's a rattle yep, can yep. or an airbrush, that shit is stressful. It never relaxes me. I know some yep. people are super good at it. That is not me. Once I get all the base spray on there and it comes down to the brush, then I can sort of settle down and it relaxes me. But uh, I, I think I tried live streaming. I tried live streaming a hobby stream with an airbrush once. And it didn't come out too bad. But I don't think I'm going to do that again. Yeah. I, holy crap. So I'll I'll build terrain. I'll, I mean, I like building that stuff. I really enjoyed printing the spear. That we use for yep. the uh, Zulu game. For Zulu game, yep. I mean, yep. I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's just my eyesight's making the painting that fun, because with the the amount of scope and magnification I have to have, you now I've got yeah. fucking Parkinson's. Yeah. Well, you know, when, um, when you when you when you're looking at it, you know, through a four power lens, yeah, suddenly like <laughs> every everything is magnified. I'm like, why can't I hold my hand still? Right. So, yeah. You know, along with those lines, you got to remember when you paint a miniature, it's not for up, you know, three to six inches from a camera lens. It's from two feet or more on a table. So what does it look like two feet? You know, if yeah. it looks good at two feet, it looks good because, you know, even one of the miniatures I spent weeks painting, and that was the Bugman's miniature from Warhammer World. You know, I spent a lot of time wet blending and, you know, just I do a layer and I would let it dry and I would come back and do a, a layer and uh, let it dry. So, um, Jim, you have to click on the thing on the comment and it'll say hide or show and then it'll post. So if you can't, then I can do it's it. It's working now. That's all good. Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's just uh, skipping. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So- I, they, it doesn't post every one. I'm picking them as they're coming up. It, so I thought they were posting all together, but the overlay's off. Uh, just that way we, we have some screen space. Otherwise, we reduce our screen space. Um, anyway, so. Yeah, so, I mean, and it doesn't always have to be about the painting. Yeah. Um, no, it doesn't. So, There's so much more to the hobby than painting. Yep. Well, yeah, especially at Chris's house because, uh, you know, He's got uh, he's got the laser printer. He can literally make his own uh, uh, MDF terrain and another thing, you know, out of other materials. He's got uh, an FDM and a uh, resin printer, so he can three D print stuff. I'm, you know, a, as you can tell, Chris said that he leans into the the building side of things. Well, he's he's got the equipment to do that uh, in various uh, uh, I was going to say genres, uh, materials, and formats. Yeah. Uh, building a little electronic projects and stuff like that. But yeah, that's more me. 
And I mean, you think about stuff. it. Um, you know, you have contributed a lot to the hobby, at least as far as our team, with the laser cutter doohickey. So, well, just because you got free uh, bases. <laughs> well, lots of free bases. No. So yeah, we got all the bases we needed for the Rourke's Drift game. So, which I, honestly, to me, I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but for me, that was like the culmination of all all the things we had hobbying from uh, bases. You know, using a laser cutter to create bases. Uh, you know, and some props, uh, 3D printing uh, for our miniatures. And then painting, and then we did uh, kits for t terrain. We did uh, homebrew terrain. You know, the, the the terrain itself was literally pink foam cut and carved, and then we used a canvas painting tarp as the ground. And then we just used spray paint to do shadowing and highlighting. And then we added bits and pieces, and then the mountain and you know all that good stuff. Uh, and then we got to play the game. So uh, and we put it on, you know. The video didn't work out the way I wanted to because, again, it goes back to if you're going to have someone do the video recording, you need somebody that's their job. Not play a game and, and video record because one or the other or both is going to uh, laugh. So, but oh, yeah, that, we used all aspects. That one wasn't bad with because you were gaming and doing the video because there was no way you were going to have it live or yeah. one to one. No. You know, so you had to cut it down anyhow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because it took us what two days to play. Yeah. And each day was almost eight hours each day. So. Yeah. But still, I think that one. Ouch. It was a culmination of the game, um, and then the other one was our thirteen days to thirteen hours. Yeah. So. I was going to mention Trenton. Yeah. Uh, Trenton had everything that you just mentioned except for the three D printing, because I'm old school and I still buy my miniatures. But other than that, <laughs> it was. You know, uh, built uh, the city of Trenton in 20 millimeter from scratch. It took all of December, um, but uh, yeah, we got it done. And that did go up live, and then there was a uh, sort of a, a, a wrap-up video afterwards. Because if you don't want to watch a three-hour stream, there's a literally like a six-minute video that just goes over the table and shows shows the table uh, the table's highlights. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, thirteen yeah thirteen uh, hours. Uh, the thirteen hours game was. Or games um, incorporated everything you just mentioned plus game design. Yeah. So yeah, we had virtual too, game, right? virtual yeah. gaming, game design, tabletop gaming, terrain building, three D um, printing. Yeah, yeah. So research, research. A lot of research. Yeah. A lot of research. I mean, Jim had that broken down to the minutes. You know. Um, and I, my favorite part, take all the gameplay stuff out of it, my favorite part was the hypothesis, testing the hypothesis. Uh, granted, if it, we really truly want to do a scientific study, we would have had to play the same game numerous times to see what, you know, the actual result was, to see, you know, you can't just play it once and say, yeah, this is the way it's going to be. But we did play our hypothesis, and based upon our beliefs and our hypothesis, we believe the the um, ambassador could have been saved. Yeah, yep. I mean, we, 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 yeah, we showed it was possible. I mean, we yeah. did play it several times, and half as uh, literally half the times the GRS team was massacred halfway to the to the site. 
yeah. um, because the uh, the uh, the opposing forces around the consulate were much stronger, and when they finally showed up, they were starting to withdraw. So it's sort of a half and one, half dozen in one hand, six in the other. If they had left earlier, they could have done a lot more good, but they would have hit much harder opposition than they hit um, historically. So it's all or nothing thing. If they have, if if they would have made it there, yes, they definitely would have saved the ambassador. Would they have made it there? I mean, obviously, these guys were tier one operators at the same time. They're outnumbered like literally hundreds to one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, pick your poison at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, we have, you know, here's, I, I'm going to take Jim's games away. I, I'm talking from the big projects that we've done. When we've had these big projects, 13 Hours and Rourke's Drift and, uh, you know, where we've had to, create everything from scratch to and Jim's Trenton is a perfect example you know but Jim has the I'm gonna just say Jim has the unfair advantage he knows what he's talking about where we we kind of shoot from our hip to be honest with you right Chris and Marty let's be truthful we have we have the background but do we have all the nuts and bolts and you know so Jim Jim probably has a much uh, uh, greater knowledge in depth on many of these things yes so oh, but when when we've taken the time and, and we have collaborated with and we've played to everybody's strengths, I think we've done some really good projects. The Rourke's Drift was a great project. 13 hours, 13 days uh, was a great project. Some parts didn't go the way I thought they would in my head, but in, in the end, we had we did an excellent transition game, uh, the tabletop game. The table looked amazing. And, yeah, that uh, turned out well. Yeah, and, and the game itself uh, was really good. My, my biggest criticism of that is that, again, we should have had a dedicated film crew. And we hey, 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 hey. Not, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying, I mean, <laughs> to be fair to Chris. I'm kidding. It was my first time. And I, I, was... I handed Chris a camera and said, all right, film and, and do this and do this and do this. And, you know, there was no real training. There was no real background. It was literally shove a camera in his hand and expect yeah. amazing yeah. results, right? Yeah, do, do it. Do it now. Right. So <laughs> The red um, button. Trust the red button. Yeah. So the point I'm making is the really good stuff that we do takes months. It's not, you know, uh, even Jim's games, he doesn't put those together overnight. It, it, there's a lot of research in the background and he does his building and his, you know, design. I mean, he'll spend, I, I remember getting messages from like three in the morning. Okay. I'm going to bed now. I just finished yeah. creating whatever counters. And I'm like, don't you have to work in the morning? You know? Um, so Work and sleep is for the week. Um, <laughs> the, the game, the game that we're playing tomorrow, I've been building. It's a virtual game, and even without picking up a physical brush, it's it's two weeks. Yeah. Um, which is why I have not been up till two or three in the morning or four in the morning, uh, working on. Sometimes when it's like down to like Saturday and I'm streaming on Sunday, I'm like, well. And then, of course, the next morning comes around and I lose because uh, I'm running the stream. I'm talking to chat. I'm on two hours of sleep. I'm up against good players. And, you know, yeah, guess what? I get my ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're running the game and uh, running the production, um, your production might come out okay, but get ready for an ass weapon because you're, you're almost certainly going to lose that game. Yeah. Like, yeah. One or the other is going to suffer. You're merely being a gracious host. That's the way I look at it, Jim. Maybe. You're trying okay. to enhance the player experience for, for your opponent. We'll go with that. Yeah. If anyone asks, well, I've been, that's, I've been that's winning the quite a few games lately. 
Awesome. Hey, so tough years. I'm sorry to hear about the, the laser printer. Yeah. I didn't you see that. What? Her, her, her comment that uh, somebody was using it and didn't watch the water level, so it overheated and the laser went pop. Oh. Yeah. Ouch. That's a bummer. So, an exciting thing is in what, roughly three weeks, Don? We'll be back in Illinois and spending the uh, Thanksgiving holiday week with the with the clan, um, and it's pretty much going to be a gaming week. You know, Gaz will be there, Marty will be there. Obviously, Chris will be there. It's his house. So, uh, yeah, I, I took the entire week off of work. Joey will be there. So. Yeah. Um, Jupiter Mark game. Uh, I, yeah, Mark Ritchie. Yes, fifteen minutes or thirty minutes is our target length. For yeah. not live stream. Stay below 30, stay below 14, or stay below 15. Definitely all my op centers are below 30, then my later op centers are below 15. Stick with that. YouTube likes that, and the algorithm blesses you with unknowable goodness. Yeah. Yeah. We we, we have come to find out that if you're going to do a, a produced video, shorter is better. There's a, there's a sweet spot, and typically it's around 15 minutes. Um, people start clicking off after, you know, 15 minutes. Um, you know, some live stuff, people jump in and out. So, you know, if you have a live game going on for a few hours, people will watch, they'll jump out, they'll come back in, and they do, you know, kind of like updates. To be fair, all of our most popular videos are over three hours. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think those are exceptions. Like Pinge well, Leader, Pinge Leader tutorial is like up to 6,000 almost now. Yeah. Um, yep. Somalia, your guys, when you did um, uh, Ukraine that one time, that's yep. last time looked like over, over. it's over 1,000. I know that for sure. It might be like 1,200 now. Um, whereas usually it's like three or 200, 300, 400 is usually where we tap out, um, at least for my stuff. So. And, and, yeah, and, and the nice thing now that we are um, getting more exposure due to our increased subscriber count, we'll see those numbers jump. You know, as people discover, you know, like your Panzer Blitz is probably our most popular video, I want to say. Uh, count, or one of the most popular. Is, by view count, it's like by an order of magnitude, which I don't yeah. understand. I think that was the stream when, like, you were having a tough time or somebody was having a tough time coming home from work. And it was like, Jim, can you stream tonight? I was like, shit. Uh, yeah, I'll put <laughs> something together. It's one of the crappiest things we've ever or I've ever done. And it's like. But it's Panzer it, Blitz. It, That's why. It easily helps. Our Panzer yeah. Blitz, uh, our Panzer Leader Panzer Blitz stuff. Sometimes yeah. people get tired of it. It's always our most popular content. So yeah, uh, I'm I think there's. A... Go ahead, Chris. I'm surprised it's not the one where Marty fell off the stage. Yeah. Because <laughs> as many times as uh, as Maria, his daughter, has uh, played that. <laughs> Maria literally has it bookmarked, and will occasionally just pull up her. She'll pull up her phone and she'll be like, "Watch this." Point. <laughs> But I can tell you, we're going to have to do a, a hobby night stream with everybody together. Oh, 100%. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not promising a clean speech. I'm not promising that there won't be crude stuff said. Well, we have Gaz there, and Gaz is, you know, he's a British guy. So, you know, he's a, li he's a little formal. Well. You know, you know, it is what it is. I've I mean, known British. I've known British people curse the paint off the walls. That's right? Say they say the c word all the freaking time. 
Yeah, yeah, so. de definitely a different uh, view between uh, you know on the different sides of the pond uh, using that word. But uh, you know, perhaps a little a uh, little warning that you know there there may be some uh, more mature. Nope, that's not the word. There may be some adult <laughs> content. We won't we won't say mature. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it might not be for the kids. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. Little, even little though warning, even though Joey will probably be there, right? So yeah, well, yeah. Grandpa of the year. Yeah. All right. So getting back to our topic, um, semi-formal vote. Hobby or game? Your preference, Chris. Game. Jim. Um, with all the caveats and asterisks I mentioned before, game. Marty? Hobby. You have the right to be wrong. You have the right. That's fine. You have the right to be wrong. Are we going to get a, uh, are we going to get a tie here or, or, uh, I, I am going to go with hobby. There you go. We have, we have, we have, we, yeah. we have the time. So, but I, so. but I think, I think that probably reflects what what uh you know what it's like out there in in uh, the rest of the uh the hobby though you know whether right. you know in the gaming world so so because we have a tie i feel another contest is in order i'm just saying uh, if you comment on this video and tell us your preference we will pick somebody at random and they will win one of these wonderful Brand new, full color, Sid Rep Podcast logo thingies um, with the Wargamers Wear brand. Or you can have the traditional, you tell us when we contact you, which one you'd rather have. The colored version or the traditional logo. Uh, Marty, you have the traditional logo one? Let's, uh, hold on. No, nope, that's the old one. That, I was going to say, I just Jim's have that one. one. Jim's logo one. Oh, the, the Warthog? Um, yeah, the oh. Warthog. I don't have that one with me. So you let us know. We'll send you your choice. Uh, we will pick a winner a week from today. So, yeah. So, Dawn, yeah. We, Dawn, we only had the three bits, and we didn't expect such a rush when it comes to <laughs> cake or death. Yeah. <laughs> Just a good reference. The members of SitRap Popcast are excluded from the contest. That's right, Chris. This is horse puckies. <laughs> Never win. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, find your love here. Oh, uh, here we go. Oh, here it goes. Yeah. Happens they, everybody. Uh, they are not under consideration for winning the mug. Nope. Well, it depends. Uh, sex find income? Uh, call me. I'm just kidding. I have no control. I have no control. I tell you, some of these people. All right, so Jim has a big surprise game for everybody tomorrow. Um, I kind of have an inkling based on the time of year it is, and it's oh, one of yeah. his most I mean, popularly requested games. Spoiler alert, it's been on the books for a year. <laughs> it's been on the books for literally a year. Do you have uh, several people playing with you this time? I know yeah, there's usually it's... a big waiting list. For this one, there has been, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, normally he doesn't want to give too much away today. So the, tune in tomorrow. One, the, the, this one's got this one was literally promised to this guy 
literally, well, not this day, but like this week last year. So wow, we awesome. did that uh, that whole uh, going to the Russian, uh, the former Soviet bioweapons lab uh, game. He was like, "That's awesome! I want to play that one day." I'm like, "Well, we may do blurt out, you know, this kind of He's like, "Oh shit!" So yeah. it's gonna be fun. Check it out. So tune in tomorrow and see what happens. All right. And then Wednesday night, uh, I'll be putting up another video. Uh, I was hoping to have the second video to my series, but since my tanks have not arrived yet, uh, there will be some war game content posted. Uh, I'll be working on that tonight, tomorrow. Uh, have it ready to go. So uh, we'll see. I have a few ideas. I have a few ideas. Um, I don't know, I might be able to convince Marty or Chris to do a virtual game with me. Maybe we'll do a little virtual gaming on Wednesday night. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Other than that, uh, in two weeks, we'll have our next podcast. Um, if you guys have ideas for theme topics you'd like us to talk about, post them in the comments below. If you'd like to be on the show, uh, let us know. Reach out to us. We'd be happy to have you join us. Uh, you don't have to be on camera. You could just be audio if you'd wish. I mean, obviously, everybody likes to see our mugs. It uh, brings a little bit more home, but we're okay with you just being uh, audio if you'd like, if you're camera shy. Uh, so, other than that, you know, guys, we appreciate all your support. Help us get the word out. Um, a lot of good stuff coming up. And I want to yeah. say thank you to Marty and Jim and Chris uh, joining us on this episode of podcast. Yeah. We hope Don't you enjoy it. You know. Uh, share the like, subscribe, and share. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so ring that ding and ling a ling. Um, so everybody, we appreciate everything you do to support us. Uh, buy merch. You can find it on the uh, uh, Teespring website. Just look for Sitra Podcast, and you can get the, the new cool color T-shirt or mug or the traditional mug T-shirt. Um, and also. I'd like to hear from you guys if there's other game systems you'd like us to explore, whether it's a review uh, or models or something. I, I'm happy to buy a, a model or something to put it together and give an honest review. We are not supported. Uh, we are self-supported. Um, so it, I truly feel that we can be honest in our uh, observations. Uh, I know some people. no man. Right. And I know some channels and feel obligated to, if they have nothing nice to say just to say nothing at all uh but is that fair as an honest review difference of opinion i i think the well, good and do, the bad don't, be don't, don't watch that last magog video if you don't want to hear me shit talk about people's games what was that you don't want to hear me shit talk about uh like other games that are out there i like don't watch that magog uh, video from uh i'm talking to the audience you know yeah i, I agree 100 yeah. percent um yeah, we're not supported, and if we got something to say, we're going to say it. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think that's – it's due. You know, like I said, a lot of people don't want to offend companies because, you know, they do send them products and they do support, and you know, I, and I get it. You know, it, it, it's a trick bag because if you say something and um, you don't – they don't like it or agree with it, then they cut ties with you or whatever the case. You'd hope a company would take the uh, criticism – and, and and the feedback and make improvements um, yep. as long as you do it respectfully right if you just sit there and trash something um then i can get it but if you do it in, a, in an honest and professional way i would hope that they would see that 
Well, we have no ties to cut. Yeah, we have no ties to cut. And there are so many other channels out there that, you know, give everyone kind of the white glove approach is fine. But, you know, there's other companies out there. There's other channels out there. Or there's other groups out there that do this kind of stuff. So we want to stand, you know, we want to be a little, um, if not unique, at least unusual. Uh, And, yeah, if if something's not good, again, it's always just our opinion. Everyone knows what I feel about flaws of war or adult action or um anyway it's it's all fun well, it's, it's all good you know a perfect example of this is uh ultra combat modern yeah so uh you know we got that we were getting ready to play and review chris and i were doing our uh rehearsal game and we couldn't figure out uh, uh what was it the morale mechanic i think oh it's i thought so, it was great yeah because it crushed the crap out of me <laughs> I mean, he, he, yeah. he waxed me like rain dance. It was not good, but uh, but we reached out to Colin. And we're like, hey, hey. How, how exactly does this work? And we ended up actually working on uh, his first set of errata and FAQ with him on it. And yep. yeah. he totally embraced the process. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, if you don't get it, there's probably other people that don't. You know, and uh, you know, we helped him publish that. So you know, he he was awesome to to work with and. You know, be able to say, "Hey, look, this, this is this is how how it should be done." So that way, uh, you don't end up getting martyred in your game. Yeah. Um, yeah. As someone who has actually published games, I've got names. On, I got my name on boxes out there. People have come to me and said, "This doesn't work, dude. I don't know what you were smoking when you wrote this rule or whatever, but um, you may want to take a look at it. And it's it it sucks, especially if it's something that you physically pub a publish and print because it's too late to fix it now." But um, if, if it happens during your playtest, or if it's a virtual game, which reminds me, Bill, I've always wanted to apologize to you. Uh-oh. No, I'm serious. That Sidrep skirmish game in Columbia, where you brought it up and you were like, I don't think that feels right. I'm like, well, that's the game as it's written. I'm not going to change it in the middle of the street. Um, where a Blackhawk flew over like three guys with AKs and one guy with an RPD, and it shot the helicopter down, and you were like, that doesn't feel right. And then I actually went through the math afterwards, and it was like, yeah. I mean, it was like, I, my, my excuse was it was like a really lucky shot or something like that. And then I actually went through the numbers and, like, you know, gamed it out. You need a five up on a D6. Okay, that's one out of three. You need a, you know, a, D, a D5 through eight on a D8. Okay, that's a, you know, 30, not 20, 30, whatever. And you actually, like, aggregate all that together, and it was like, okay, so five guys with nothing bigger than an RPD, mostly with eight Ks, one guy with, like, a submachine gun. He's going to shoot down a Blackhawk flying over them at speed 30% of the time. No. So mm, that rule about that. Yeah. That <laughs> you were totally right about that. Well, you it's know, that's, that's game design. design. Yeah, totally. You know, it's playtesting, right? Even if yep. you publish a game, why do you think they put out errata's in second editions and third editions? It's... It, you play a game, and you know the designer has this, and the, they play test it. But then you put it into the hands of regular people. They play, they play, it and they come back and give you feedback questions. And that's why you have second editions and third editions, as as rules change and yeah. you understand mechanics and you play through scenarios. Because Jim, you'd probably speak to this. You could play a game as the designer many, many, many times, oh, yeah. and you're not going to cover every what if that some gamer out there is going to go, "Hey, I did this," and you're like. How? Or, right? So, you broke or, my or game, you, man. Yeah, or, or you get me and Chris playing your game, and we're two monkeys that don't understand it, look like we're flinging poo on the wall, and we're like, hey, 
how, do, how does this work? You know, because we're coming at it from greatly different perspectives than the game designer. Yeah. You know, you we're, we're interested in the game and the content and we're like, hey, this is great stuff. But I didn't create the game either. So I'm just trying to follow the rules that are here. And, you know, again, you got to work with my intelligence, not yours. Sorry. Well, also, I mean, when there's that, a reason the like, army uh, writes stuff at the third grade reading level. When that, when that kind of thing happens, um, that's when the designers got to make an honest kind of no BS assessment where it's like, okay, that happened. It came out of left field. It's something I never considered as the designer or any of my previous playtesters kind of just kind of, you know, because maybe we're too hidebound in this, um, you know, strict, you know, more scientific military thought process or whatever. But then at the same time, okay, is that a rules hole that I have to fix or unorthodox tactics are a thing? Should that have worked? It clearly did work. It worked so bad it broke the game. But is that okay? Because like I said, unorthodox tactics are a thing. And you, you never want to make a game where there's only one way to win. Right. Sure. Awesome. All right, guys, any final thoughts before we close out the show? Um, we, I think we've gone in depth, guys. Again, to you out there, uh, let us know uh, your vote uh, so you can break our tie. Uh, again, if you have topics you'd like us to discuss, uh, or a game system, model, miniature, whatever, let be happy to review it. Um, we'll give you our honest opinion. And again, it's our opinion. Uh, that's the thing. You know, people see these reviews and they're like, oh, it's it'd be all end all. It's somebody's opinion. You know, it's like somebody who likes Star Wars and somebody who doesn't like Star Wars or who likes Harry Potter and who doesn't. It's somebody's opinion. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just now. Now, if you get a model and half of it's covered in flash and the pit parts don't fit together, that's not an opinion. That's fact. That's just a piece of shit. So, um, you know, but we, we will do it respectfully. All right, if you guys, don't like yep. Star Wars, Star Trek and Harry Potter, you are wrong. No, no. That's fact. <laughs> I agree with one third uh, of that. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll back curse 100% on that. You know, I, I, the funny thing is, do you remember Star, was it uh, Starfleet Battles, Jim? The old RPG uh, game. You got the source books and all that. Was it There's a couple games yeah. with that name. Yeah, so back in the was day. Uh, yeah. Back in the day. Anyways, I, it just brings me back. All right, guys, we're going to leave it at that. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate everything you do. Uh, we appreciate your support. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share our channel. And we will see you in the next one.